0: well after a long summer hiatus Woo! we are back with the uh, afternoon morning show this
1: is this is like being back in the proverbial saddle right. and it feels So good. And now we have comfy chairs. I'm not sitting in a plastic thing anymore. Yeah, so we kind of
0: redid the office. I got some comfy chairs from my office at the church, which I recently vacated, um, and have moved them into the Everyday Catholic studio. Savannah and I have comfy chairs where we can see each other face to face. So nice. Yeah. So, hey, with that, uh, the afternoon morning show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic, we make Catholic media you want to watch. So you can check us out at everydaycatholic.com. I love that you changed that up. I do what I can, man. We're working on taglines. So. There's this thing like taglines, and in, in marketing, it's you know what is how do you describe what you do in like one phrase? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually reading a great book right now, um, and uh, I can't remember the title of it, but anyway, it's like story story book or story something or story brand story brand, um, where you take the idea of branding, like, mm-hmm. like all the classical elements of a classical story, use it for branding so people can understand what you do uh, more easily. So, playing with that. Nice. So, so yeah, it's been a big summer, Vinny. We had a lot going There's on. it has
1: been a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> much.
0: Yeah. So, I think we... I don't want to, but I think we have to, because we haven't really given the afternoon morning show take on... There has been a poop load of poop that's come out from the Church Universal... What's that? Good word choice. Yeah. So much so, poop. So if you if you've been listening along, I I was gone all summer long doing studentville conferences, and I was away at Catholic Family Land, which is actually a place.
1: It's real,
0: actually, a place and awesome. I mean, the 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 Apostolate for Family Consecration does some really wonderful work. They call them Family Fests, where they have about a hundred families, maybe hundred fifty families mm-hmm. come every other week um, ends up being like 750 people. Cause I'll have a, a, a bunch of kids. Woo. Um, yeah. It's pretty oh, cool. Is it
1: like, it's Catholic family land.
0: It is Catholic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everything about it is Catholic family land. <laughs> Am I on? Okay. Good. Sorry. Um, <coughs> coughing. But, uh, but w- as I was doing all that traveling kind of in the periphery of my awareness of what's happening in the world, this story broke about Cardinal McCarrick, um, mm-hmm. who Cardinal McCarrick was, I believe, uh, at one point in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or, you know, uh, Pennsylvania somewhere, mm. and then went on to be the the cardinal in Washington, D.C. Um, and by all accounts has been something of an influencer in the church. And this, as the story goes, and if you haven't caught up with this, I, I'm sorry to bring scandal into your life. Um, he was acting inappropriately, unchastely, and using his authority as cardinal to make advances on young men in the seminary. Um And I think that's a, that's a polite way to put it. I'm trying things that I've
1: read. That's a polite way to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this is what's really super gross about this to me. I, I was in, I did musical theater for years um, and that was what I grew up doing. And I went to college and I did theater and a lot of different companies. And I remember there's one particular company where, uh, it was known amongst the, it was talked about in the dressing room amongst some of the, uh, Guys who are dealing with same sex attraction, mm. um, that the producer of that particular company, when they were young, like he'd invited young guys to go over to his beach house oh, and like spend the night and sleep in the bed with him, and um, and it's exactly the stuff that Cardinal McCarrick is accused of doing, or that it, well, I'd say credibly. Well, okay, Cardinal McCarrick did, did. Let's yeah. say it, you know.
1: Um, well, let's not sugarcoat it.
0: <laughs> right, you know, and I don't let my kids. I don't let my kids. Do theater, particularly because, because of, of the experience I had with sexual harassment of men mm-hmm. in the theater, it breaks my heart to think that that type of sexual harassment is happening in the church. Yeah. You know, and 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 I, you know, and I, I it's funny, I've seen numerous reports by priests and, and priest friends who said, it wasn't like that when I went through seminary. It wasn't like that when I went through seminary. And yet I've also seen a number of young men who did not make it through seminary who said the reason I left was this was, sort of yeah, harassment, yeah. this sort of stuff was going on.
1: And for so. me, this story hits close to home mainly because I have friends in seminary. Yeah. You know, so to, so to have this story come out, like I, I remember supporting the idea for them to go to seminary and not that that changes my heart about them. Go, Cause I think they're going to make amazing priests and priests that we need. But even somebody who works as somebody who works for the church, I still can't help but sit there and go, Mm, you know, like yeah. and have some reservations still about it. Yeah, like I, I mean, the the chance of of them running into this, I can't say whether it's going to be high or super low, because right. obviously I've never had experience with seminary minus friends who have who are now priests.
0: Right. You know. Yeah. You know what struck me about it, what sort of made me angry, is about the McCarrick situation in general. Is, you know, how many times have you, have you encountered, and I, again, I, I don't want to paint every priest with this brush. I know of some really wonderful priests, some really good men in Absolutely. The priesthood. However, I've also run into a lot of weird dudes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or you're, or just, and you're wondering like, what's the deal mm-hmm. there, you know? And now you realize, okay, well, at least in this particular situation, you have a seminary set up to repel good men. Yeah. You know? Um, and that frustrates me greatly. So I, that was sort of simmering in the back of my mind as I traveled from conference to conference. Mm. I remember I was at um, Steubenville NorCal, and I just was sort of like I couldn't let it sit in the periphery anymore. It was starting to drive me a little nuts. Um, it was there. And then I went off to Catholic family land, and, uh, and I was sitting in the in the Pittsburgh airport wearing my everyday Catholic T-shirt with my everyday Catholic hat. Oh, no. The day the grand jury report um, broke. For, from Pennsylvania and how'd that go? Uh, I gotta tell you, people were looking at me, I, I, and and I didn't really know, so I kept getting these kind of funny looks. You know, I didn't really know walking around with my big Catholic stuff, and so I'd been in the, I was stuck in the airport for like five hours. Um, it was a long day, but I had an Admirals Club pass. Hey. Let me tell you, I want to live like the other half lives. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'd gotten a complimentary Admirals Club's pass. Comfy chairs, free drinks and snacks, which I indulged in. Sir, would you like another? yes yes yeah. i would anyway so you know that in the grand jury report you know I, and it's it, horrific i mean horrific I, I honestly i don't think you i i couldn't have written fictional accounts of depravity to equal mm, what yeah. was described mm. in the grand jury report you know and that's uh it's disheartening and so that just kind of all blew up you know mm. And so, you know, I came back just just like, oh, what is going on? And, and, and I think that, you know, the cry from so many people was, and I, and I kind of stand on this side too, is we need to know we can trust our priests. Yeah. And I, and I hate to say that that way, but I, you know, I, I kind of feel like, it, you know, the, the church needs to do something dramatic to restore trust yeah. along the lines of, we need to see, we need to see it all. Yeah, You know, we need to see it all. And and again, I know that the, the, the majority—actually, no, all of the priests, the diocese—so if you're not familiar with this, if you're listening, you're like, oh, here we go again. I just want to kind of let you know, like, the inside story. I was, I was working for a church in 2002, and my pastor was removed because of previous scandal. And so when the scandal broke in the early 2000s, the church really went through, and it did clean house. I mean, these guys are—it just— took him out. If there were people Mm -hmm. who were involved in scandal in the United States, took him out. And the grand jury report from Pittsburgh, our apartment, Philadelphia, actually, no, Pennsylvania, actually,
1: uh, all the the pieces, that state, that uh,
0: area, um, it actually demonstrated that there were like, like one case since 2002. So there was really great reform. Mm -hmm. The scandal of it was the bishops who had shifted people around the bishops who had covered up or made people sign Mm non-disclosure agreements. They didn't. You know they didn't resign. Yeah. They're still in place. They're still leading the church. And as we see from McCarrick, there were no mechanisms put in place to address bishops yeah. who were abusing uh, their office. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like okay, now we need, we need the we need the veil torn off. We it mm-hmm. to know, and if there are bishops who were involved in cover-ups, if there are bishops who were involved in moving abusers around, if there, are, God forbid, bishops who were abusers. They need to be gone. They gotta go. And we need to know that, right? That's how you restore trust in the church. So that's my, that was where my position was. Mm -hmm. And Vinny's listening to me here, talk, 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 but no, it's all good. That was my position, you know, after the grand jury report. then I went away to the mountains of Wyoming with my brother and and nephews and son and and family friends. This was a discussion on the fire of like amongst the men. The first thing I see when I come out of the mountains of Wyoming is when I get cell coverage again. I open my Twitter, and there it is—the letter from Archbishop whatever his name is, Viag, the, the Italian dude, um, like that or something—essentially indicting the Pope, saying the Pope knew about McCarrick, the Pope, um, yeah, yeah, and it gave this man influence, um, and that we have appointments to to very important sees that were. Uh, essentially instrumented by him. And here I am as a lay faithful Catholic. Just what? Yeah, man, I don't. And so that, you know, so I think many Catholics, if you're, okay, I think there's, there's, and again, I'm, I'm talking a lot of any, but like, I think you've got two schools of Catholics right now. Well, three, three schools, one, the faithful in the pew who are paying attention they're not really concerned because the bishops and the episcopate have no real role in their life anyway. And you're looking at a lot of people who are sort of nominal Catholics in the first place. Agreed. Yes. Right. So, and I would say that's the majority of people. Mm-hmm. The majority of people really don't fully get this. And if you told them, oh, there's an abuse scandal in the church, you're like, yeah we, know. yeah, we know. Like it's the, you know, so, that, and, that, and that's a scandal in and of itself. You have two people who are just freaking scandalized to the point that you hear people saying things like, I just need to take a break from being Catholic mm-hmm. for a while. Um, or they were hanging on by a thread and this was it, you know. And I don't think that's an insignificant number. I just just kind of uh, off the top of my head, you know, uh, looking at mass attendance, I, I feel like the numbers look down.
1: Oh, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't it's... have any inside baseball on that, but...
1: And it's 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 really disheartening because what so let's say our are between I've been bouncing back and forth between the 9 a.m. and the 5 p.m. And the 9 a.m. was always well attended. Yeah. But I've as of recent have started to see a decline. I wouldn't say by much, but it's enough to be noticeable where you're like, OK, there there isn't there is no way that it's not. Tied, right you know
0: seems to be yeah yeah i mean it seems yeah yeah, it seems anecdotally it seems Mm -hmm. to be um so i think those those there's those two two schools and then there's the third which i would say was the very passionate uh lay catholic and i put myself probably in that category Mm -hmm. who has waffled back between just total disgust to um i just you know just put your head down and keep Moving, You know what I mean? And and that's where I think you see a lot of the stuff coming out, like the quotes from Archbishop Fulton Sheen saying that it'll be the laity that um, will renew and restore the church. Um, But a lot of, I mean, it's crazy to look and see all of the calls for... Um, inquiry, I mean, open calls for Francis to resign mm. from members of the clergy and theologians. Um, it, it's a weird time. I don't think you've ever had a time no. like this. Well, um, at least in- at least not since I've
1: been alive. <laughs> no, yeah. I to mean, being nominally Catholic, to being where I am in my faith now. Like, I've never seen it yeah. like like this. And it's the, I guess my first reaction to, but, you know, before we get back to the kind of the three groups that we were talking about, like, my initial thought was, uh on on the whole they like things against pope francis number 1 was like whoa and not really knowing how to how to think about it yeah. you know and not not knowing whether like what side of the aisle i and that's a terrible way to say it but what side of the aisle i technically sit on right on the whole thing
0: well i you think know? there is a sense that um there's been there's been a civil war brewing in the church, I hate this, but it's true, um, where you have the very sort of uh, liturgically conservative, yes. um, you know, Latin and mm-hmm. chant and organs crowd. Um, and then you've got the, I guess, liturgically more expressive. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, and it doesn't fully always line up that way. But you also have kind of the Jesuit Father James Martin school where it's, you know, embracing and, yeah. and uh, um, you know, I would say it leans more towards love without truth. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you have the other side of this, the aisle, which I and again, the aisle This is very American yeah. plot, politics, but you have the other faction, which I would say leans more towards truth without love right mm-hmm. um and i think you can err in both ways you can't have truth without love you can't have love without truth because yeah. jesus is love and god is truth right but but i think the there's one side that is all that errs towards we just want to love people man right <laughs> and it doesn't matter where you are and well the truth is you know can be bent or you know yeah, yeah. but then you have the other side that's like um Here's no this the is the freaking Here's, truth yeah. that you're gonna burn if you don't do this because you didn't kneel yeah. or properly or whatever or did you know in I in I so there's a civil war, it seems. And again, to the lay faithful Catholic in the pews, it's like, it's just more scandal, right? Like yeah. rather than, I, and, and again, the thing for forgotten is the victims. The forgotten is the faithful Catholic yeah. who's like, I just want to know I can trust the Episcopate. Like I yeah. want to know I can trust the bishops. Um, and we're forgotten in in the skirmish because it's just two factions yeah. using crisis as opportunity. Yeah. And that what pisses me off the most.
1: Oh, yeah. And so uh, there was a conversation that, that some of us were having as a group and this came in, in into conversation. Obviously, how could it not? Because it, it again, it's so fresh for for the church, and that was that was happening within the group of like, well, you know, well, here's where we sit, and then that that division was was happening. Right. And eventually, you know, I was just listening, trying to kind of to hear where everybody was coming from, and eventually, it got to the point where I stepped in and was like, okay, above everything that's happening, and and kind of found myself and kind of where I stand now is I am with everybody that's saying we as the lady are going to be the ones that that tell it like it is in love. Right. You know? And the ones that say look, the thing that the thing that matters most is the hearts that are affected, but we have to be knowledgeable enough with what's going on and yet still speak in love. Yeah. And truth, you know? So I found myself doing a little more reading in my time with what's going on and, and studying and, um, it it's, it's one of those moments for me that I found myself oddly more, um, propelled forward to feeling like I need to be a man about this, a real Catholic man about this to stand up, do my studying and to be able to encourage hearts to do the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I think there's some great truth to that. That what do you do when it seems like the authority can't be trusted? Well, you look to the teaching, the doctrine mm. of the church, right? And you go, okay. Well, I need. Do I understand this? Um, do I live this? You look to the Word of God, right? Mm. You know, and am I studying? Am I immersing myself in that? You you look to prayer. Am I? How's my relationship with the Lord? Mm. Um, and then I think you turned to, to fasting, you know, um, and, you know, acts of fasting, yeah. works of mercy. And you say, well, if I, if right now I feel like I can't trust the, the, the magisterium, which yeah. in a sense is where we're at, right? Um, I, from the Pope to the bishops, to whoever, I don't know who to trust mm-hmm. or who not to trust. And I, and, you know, um... But that doesn't mean that God doesn't win. Yeah, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean that that Jesus doesn't have the victory. Um, it means that we're in a period of diabolical attack, yeah. and we have to then hold firm. And you'll you'll notice again, we this has always been that that uh, that thing you fall back on when you look at like the medieval popes, you know, <laughs> you know and you go, yeah. or the Renaissance popes, you're like, oh, they were terrible, terrible but. but they didn't yeah. ch- change the teachings, and that's the fallback that you have. I think even today, I, it's sort of weird that I feel like we have, in a sense, uh, that Renaissance, it's all swinging back around again, man. I mean, you hear about like the, the, the factions and you're like, wow, we are absolutely the Borgias, man. Like we're, you know, and again, the, the, we had, you had popes with mistresses or bishops or cardinals and mistresses and families and well, we got cardinals with stuff too, you know? And, Mm. and, uh, golly, I just wish that was history. You know, yeah, I don't want to be living through that period. But in that period, you see St. Francis. Exactly. You see Catherine of Siena. And literally that's that was something that
1: that was said in one of these conversations that I I had talked. I'm trying to be very like kind of blanket about it. So, you know, just because these are I'm not going to try I'm not going to drop names of who I was talking to. Sure. But, you know, that was
0: something that had come up too. was like drop names. Inquisition time. (laughs) The <laughs> um, inquisition nah. what a show although okay sorry cut you off <laughs> i, um, I <laughs> turn that,
1: that into a show tune no
0: no no that wasn't me that's um uh, i Mel know Brooks. but like
1: but like the fact that that's
0: where you went well yeah okay yeah. but okay i do feel like that's the answer is an inquisition not in terms of the spanish inquisition not torture ah, but uh, i think if that need, what needs to be done if i get a sword i'm all for it that's totally, but I mean, I think it's time to send out the inquisitors to every diocese to open the books to see which bishops were complicit, which ones weren't. That and, I can't agree more with. And then there needs to be sanctions with. and removals. Yeah. Boom, you know. Yeah. And and people say this lay lay led, whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think the you you have a, mm-hmm. but it's but that's what it is. Something has done. Something mm-hmm. has
1: to be done, right? And I think, and again, it, it still falls back to the laity stepping up and going, "This is also our church." Absolutely and and yeah. faithfully <clears throat> we you know faithfully putting pressure on those who are not living
0: the promise right. that they have said they they will live by. You know, it's interesting because there isn't really a mechanism in the church for that, though, um, and that's where I think we really kind of put ourselves in council territory. Is you you know I've heard numerous people go well, well the church is the people. The yeah. church isn't the bishops, and and you kind of go, yeah, that's a really nice, warm, fuzzy sentiment. But you read Lumen Gentium, and it speaks about the church, the episc, the uh, the ordained ruling over and teaching the laity. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if they're ruling over, that's an issue. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, and, that, and that, if that's what their their role is, according to church doctrine, it is. Um, then there is no mechanism for the lady to stand up and be yeah. like, "Oh, uh, hell no!" Yeah, and I mean that, hell, hell um, no. no. You know, there's there's no mechanism for it, and that's where I think you really we are kind of in unprecedented, uncharted waters. Um, to say who is the mechanism to enforce sanction against the pope. Mm-hmm. Right. There is no mechanism. There's no impeachment process for the pope. Yeah. Um, who's the what's the mechanism to for the people to stand up and say our bishop is corrupt and shouldn't yeah. be like. Um, whereas I think the diocese underneath Cardinal World might at this point be feeling that way. Mm. There is no mechanism for that. And so you this this lay led, you know, whatever uh, oversight group. Um, they have no there is no authority other than like. So you look at what, what does the parish council do? Nothing but make recommendations yeah. to the pastor. That's and all they the pastor can do. gets to say. Right, gets to say yeah, or nay because we don't have a democratic mm-hmm. you know body, and I don't know that we should. But then, what's the what's the recourse yeah. when you find yourselves in a situation like this? In the Middle Ages, or at various times in history, it would have been an angry mob with pitch, pitchforks and torches, and I'm for that <laughs> to a degree. Um, I, in fact, that was, <laughs> sounds like a good time. One of my most comedy, uh, texts to friends was I am pitchforks and torches mad right now. Um, you know, that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. What's the answer? Pitch pitchforks and, and torches. torches. That has been my common <laughs> tar and feathering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but, um, but you know, short of that, I don't know, yeah. you know, other than like wringing our hands and moaning and wailing and writing letters, which we're, everyone's doing, everybody's doing, you know? Yeah, so I didn't mean to cut you off. Way no, back and when, that's but,
1: but that's uh, that's fine. Yeah, I've, yeah, it's it's something that I think we all need. It and it sounds so kind of hippy dippy, but I think we all need to pray on, and and really hear, really listen to what God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, our leadership, we either need to encourage to step up and do something. Or, you know, rock the
0: boat a little bit,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I am, yeah, it's interesting. You know, here's one of my sort of fears for this current scandal. Um, We're so caught up, particularly in the United States, in this ridiculous news cycle um, where every five minutes it changes. uh, Mm -hmm. And I mean, just I'm exhausted from the Trump presidency at this point. And that's not a negative trump positive but but it's just every day it's something new you know whether that be mistresses or indictments or the grand jury or his latest tweet or whatever Mm. um and i would say that the pope's stance and this okay we haven't talked even talked about the pope's i'm not going to say word statement um
1: (laughs) uh. i i didn't read what he had said but i was Listening to, um, I, w- I was listening to a video that was put out. So I've been trying to watch videos and listen to podcasts of <clears throat> different um, like well-known speakers, like or right. like Father Mike Schmitz, and um, even some of the stuff that has come up on uh, on the
0: Chris and Tim Marie. Oh, Trending with Chris Shameless and Timmery. Shameless yeah, plug. Yeah, it's my other, my other, my radio show, my terrestrial radio what? show. Trending with Chris and Timmery, which, which was for like the last <laughs> month it was trending with Father with Tim, Tim and Timmery. But yeah. God bless Father Tim. Thank you for filling t-squared. in. T-squared. He's a good man. I, I hope. No, Tune I'm not kidding. T-squared. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Father Tim. That was, that was not
1: cool. Tim, um, we love you. You are amazing. You yeah. are a faithful priest. Yeah. Thank um, you for
0: your vocation, sir. But. And your
1: banjo. Dude, the banjo. Anyways, before we get sidetracked yeah, I know, on, I on I that. Know. Yeah, father Father Tim, well, Tim you are distracting, and yeah. he's just. Anyways, um but yeah, like just kind of listening to it, I there's there's another thing that I don't know how to feel about because I I want like everything within me wants to go back to trusting what Pope Francis... and this isn't saying that I'm throwing Pope Francis under the bus, but right now with him being thrown under the, under the bus, well um, uh, I think by, Archbishop by yeah. for, like, I don't know, did
0: that.
1: But between between that and then his rebuttal of "I'm not going to say anything," it's really hard to try and be in his corner right now. Right,
0: right. He's well, not okay. helping himself. So saying reporters do your jobs, you find out if it's true. That's but then not opening up the records. Not, yeah. So you find out if it's true, but I'm going to put but a I'm wall gonna, in front yeah. of your ability to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's, it's not, not really it. helping. Yeah, and so there. I was actually reading a reporter who she had gone. So she's like, okay, well, I'll do that. So she went to go see if she could interview Cardinal McCarrick. Yeah. So she found out where he was staying. She went and knocked on the door, you know, waited there, you know, and left her card and then got a phone call from the Archdiocese saying, saying that she had been um, harassing the Cardinal and that he was scared for his safety. You guys go find out yeah. the truth, you know? And so she was, yeah. she was told by the, the editors that they'd received a complaint. Yeah, that's not that's that's not transparency. Wow. That's not openness. And I want to like Pope. I mean, I, okay, there's a lot I like about what Pope Francis has said. I think, I, I you know, it's funny because I think some people really get ruffled at his pastoral style style of off the cuff speaking. I, I, I sort of take that with the grain of yeah. If he's if this is the Pope, then we have to assume it all comes in line with what the Church yeah. teaches. That he's a son of the Church, as he said. So you know, we try to find that. Uh, but I like he like he speaks as a pastor. I think sometimes he speaks as a pastor, Pastor Donald Trump. I mean, like it's, it's sometimes it's a little too off it's, the cuff. Yeah. Cuff. yeah there's,
1: um, and, and and like, I know there's been a couple of things that has left the lady going, whoa. Oh, left the lady
0: and, and the, and the bishops like his teacher, like the thing about, um, <laughs> inner communion for married couples, mm. right? That what? Like, and mm. the footnote that sort of leaves it very vague that the Pope doesn't get to speak vague in official documents. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and and then his and then his sort of just like stepping back and saying, Oh, we'll work it out amongst yourselves. That's that's not a good dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a good dad doesn't a okay, so a good dad when they wanna give their kids discipline, yeah. when they wanna raise their kids right, yeah. gives clear boundaries. Well, right? like
1: even okay, so with with your kids, you're never going to leave them in a situation where all of a sudden you and your wife step out of the picture and it becomes Lord of the Flies. Right. Absolutely. Take care of it amongst yourselves because then somebody's going to end up behind bars that they've built
0: with <laughs>
1: with building blocks, it's and, pitchforks
0: and torches. Yeah, I mean, pretty that much. And that's essentially what we've been relegated yeah. to.
1: Then um, your eldest is going to you know walk around with a staff and an eye patch somewhere, and right. the youngest is going to be. But
0: you look at the Pope saying. I'm not going to say anything, and now you've got the head of the USCCB saying no, 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 no Holy it's... Father, respectfully, you you need to say something, yeah. and him just ignoring that completely, I, you know, and I just I hate that it feels like he's just waiting out the news cycle, and that's what it feels like. Yeah, and it a, a, and I think it'll work. <laughs> Does that make
1: sense? Well, well I, yeah, well because and and I think and, I, and and I agree with you on that, and the, the reason I think that that's what's going to happen is because of I mean here in the states again. all the Trump stuff between Trump and all the police issues that we've had in the past is like, there's so much in the media that's been so negative, right. That has eventually just blown over until the next thing shows up. Right. That us as a, as a country, this is just going to blow over. It's going to be something that, that eventually is going to pass because something else is going to take the forefront. And I think everything that's been happening, um, is just kind of a smokescreen for dealing with the ish. Right. Um, Put the other word, you know, place the other word there. Right. You know, with what I'm really trying to say to getting down to the nitty gritty and actually making the changes that are going to positively affect the culture,
0: the church culture, the secular culture in which we live. And And I feel like Francis's lack of leadership, Pope Francis's, um, and, and remember, as faithful Catholics, we're called to pray for Pope Francis, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, and I'm not—and again, I'm not I'm not saying he's complicit. I'm not saying Viagano was was right or that he did or he didn't. I, I don't know. No. But I think what his lack of leadership in this moment does is it essentially cements the schism that's happening in the church yeah. already. Like, in, in a sense, we're, we're, we're getting more and more where, where there are two churches. Depending on who your bishop is, you either stand in this sort of traditionalist chant organ, um, very rigid, leans more towards truth than love, church, or you stand in this sort of wishy-washy, it's love and truth is sort of whatever, um, you know, church. And and I feel like both parties feel complete license to move further in each direction because there's no clear leadership from Rome on that regard.
1: Well, and just so everybody who's listening understands is that we are not
0: condemning the Pope for anything that he has said. What we are saying is you're not helping yourself. I think he needs to, I I think I, am not condemning from what he said. I am sort of, I'm not condemning because obviously I can't, but I am dismayed at what he won't say.
1: Well, yeah, but, but again, like that's us calling him to, to stand, to stand up and be like, hey, here's the truth. Here's what's going on. And, and be back into the forefront of being the the physical like head right. of our church that's supposed to be right. in complete communion between God well, and, and in union us. with the bishops. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, the pope is supposed to be in union with the bishops. The bishop's in union with the pope. Because right and now, so, nobody's on the same page. No, no one—or, or, yeah, exactly. Or, or they are lining up on each sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like the other part—and I mentioned, that kind of going back to what I said before, this becomes sort of a boutique issue for the church people to be concerned about. The laity, for the most part, the everyday Catholic—but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, the, just the people who are coming, uh, are, this is what's happening— they they were leaving already, right? Um, we we see that that's the trend in the church. Yeah. The, the largest group of people in the United States religiously are former Catholics. Yeah. That trend is only only accelerating, yeah. um, because what we what we're seeing is a a, a lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and so church people will argue about it, and it, and unfortunately it becomes more shrill and divisive. And so that when the normal people get wind of it, they just go, nah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm out of here.
1: Well, and at that point it's. Like, how
0: far have we let it go from them walking
1: out to running out? Oh, I think, I think you know? we've
0: definitely—I think the, the slow drift has turned into a volant <laughs> sprint, st- stampede, yeah. I think. And I think the numbers will back that up. I think if—I I would love to do a survey of churches to see what attendance has mm-hmm. been since the grand jury report yeah. broke. Uh, you know, I don't think the, the Viagano or whatever his name is—I don't think the, the archbishop's letter was as impactful as the grand jury's report— um. Well,
1: yeah, because I mean the the grand the grand jury report is number one, the first thing that had come out, mm-hmm. and that is that's not just one person. Whereas the the um, the bishop's letter um, was accusing one person, right? Whereas whereas the grand jury report is is that's that is covering. Many years of abuse oh. by many
0: priests, and it was salacious towards I mean, it exactly. Was, um, yeah, I, but but here's the thing: I don't think, because I think there's this there's a tendency on the truth more than love people. Um, and again, I'm this is I'm not I don't I don't want to get letters or emails from you. Like I'm just I'm just trying to generalize yeah. here, right? Um, but like I feel there's some you'll hear people say things along the lines of well. If they're leaving because of this, then they were going to leave anyway, or they were going to do this anyway. And I think it's kind of important to remember that the people who are leaving over this aren't leaving because of teaching. They might be leaving because they don't know the teaching, but that's not their fault, right? Like, I I think there's so much culpability on the part of the church that if the church hasn't been teaching, and then it throws this kind of crap at them, like, really, truly, why would you stay? Like, if you don't know that Jesus is... present in the Eucharist. If your experience of mass on Sunday is sort of lackluster liturgy with sort of a, why, what is he even talking about? Homily followed by a Eucharistic celebration where you're not even sure what's taking place. You think you're having a symbolic partaking of the Lord, not an experience of the real presence of Jesus. Um, then when you hear that priests have been diddling little boys, you're like, well, well and that the pope might be complicit in it, you're like, well, well yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah absolutely, I'm out, absolutely. I'm
1: out. You know? But and and but for but for for those who are saying that that you know, well, they were going to leave anyways. Then as a church, what are we doing? Because they're supposed to be the ones that that we're not just convincing, but showing through our actions that they're worth. He's putting the time into to stay and show them. Well, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father
0: and the Holy Spirit. And if that's the mentality, if,
1: if that's the mentality that we have, well, they were going to leave anyways. Then we have lost the entire purpose of the what the church was built on. Right.
0: You know. And again, you know. And so the argument is, well, how do we, you know. And then that that just I think it, it it goes into that argument of well the mass needs to be more reverent or the mass needs more this yeah. or so then you hear people say well the homily is not the point anyway again all of those arguments but I I'm just gonna say like blah 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 the point is people are leaving yeah you know and they're not leaving because of what we teach they're leaving because they don't know uh-huh. what we teach and that what we've yeah. been teaching visibly is scandal yeah right that the loudest message they've gotten from the church is scandal is scandal. And it's not just this scandal. It's from 2000 to 2000, 2000, 2002 on. It's been constant scandal because even when we moved past the, the scandal of the early two thousands, then we've now the, the safe environment policies honestly have just been scandalizing more. Um, in in our attempts to make children feel safe, we honestly, most kids have gotten more safe environment training than they've gotten actually evangelism. You know, um, we do more training with our volunteers on safe environment and, um, environment in mandated reporter than we do about, you know, the, the gospel of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, you know? And I think that's just a continuing scandal out of the scandal. And then after all that, we think we're good. We think we're through it. We think we're the city on a Hill. And also we find out that you got a Cardinal yeah. who's running a seminary is like a gay frat house. Um, and a Pope who's possibly complicit. That was colorful. I do what I can. Uh, and it just, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's where most me personally, I'm just pissed.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm pissed I'm definitely mad but I'm 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 more than anything else saddened with the fact that like I want to be able to stand and support the church as much as possible and I will continue to do so but in terms of of in full support of what the church what what is going on in the church that I had to sit there and when somebody who's either nominally catholic somebody that's not catholic i have to sit there and go well no i absolutely agree with you and that gives more reason for somebody not to believe because somebody who is catholic more than nominally catholic is agreeing with somebody else going well how can you how can you f- put your full support into a church that allows this to happen right and i have to sit there and go you know i absolutely agree with you because right. I don't agree with what's happening. I'm mad. I'm saddened. I'm right. Just
0: so taken back with what's going on. Right now. I, I you know, it's in, in sort of a way of where's the Holy spirit in this, you know, cause you know, the Holy spirit protects the church. There's part of me that feels like the Holy spirit in allowing through whatever orchestrations happen to bring, you know, Pope Francis into office and, the agano to write this letter and all those things. I think the orchestration on the part of the Holy spirit is the, uh, the exposing of the mold, yeah. you know, the mildew, the tooth the light. And so I get, I, I don't want to end this on this note of like, well, pitchforks and torches. See y'all later. Um, or despair. I, you know, I, cause I, I was at mass on Sunday and, you know, I, I for, you know, again, the church is the people. Well, y- yes and no. But, um, but I look, okay, so what do I do? Well, mm-hmm. then my call to holiness is even greater my call to affect the people sitting in the pew next to me, or <clears throat> is even greater. My call to form real, authentic community mm. in my parish mm-hmm. is, is even greater, you know. And I, and I looked behind us, and we've got, you know, my my niece's family a couple rows back, and my my brother-in-law and my sister. We've got. Um, You know, behind us is one of our, one of our families, um, who's sitting with their bunch of kids, and behind them is their, their sister and her family, Mm, you know, and and then there's, there's another family with, and and, and there's another, and I looked back and all I saw in, in my section was community. And I saw that the majority of people in that section are people we knew and we, we loved and we look forward to seeing. And I say... Like that's so. Let's invest in that. Let's invest in f- reforming the church. Like the reform of the church on the level of the episcopate is really truly something I have no power over. But the reforming of the church that's around mm. me in the pews, that's Amen. something I have absolute uh, ability to affect. And yeah. that's, and that's where I'm going to put my energy. And, and that's going to mean opening my home to, to nights of worship, right? That's going to mean calling people and saying, Hey, I, I've seen you at mass the last couple of weeks without your wife. Is everything okay? Yeah. I mean, that's going to mean, um, really reaching out and being the family of God. And we'll weather this together. Yeah. And, you know, I trust the Holy Spirit <laughs> to take care of the guys in the hats, but for, for the, the day in the day out experience, yeah. my call to holiness isn't lessened, it's, it's, it has been made more important.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about that this last Sunday was, you know, I had, I had a friend that was there with, with their family and looking around the church, you know, there's that moment at sign of peace when I'm playing mass and I get to look around and I get to see people, you know, and kind of had that, that same kind of feeling of like, wow, this really is home for me. But then kind of being reminded that, that is what the church is, is built on and what it was meant for. And, you know, so so I guess kind of what I'm kind of imploring to, to people who are listening, to you guys who are listening, that, gentlemen, um, what is God calling you to do? How is it? How is God calling you to build community through the communities you're already in, whether that is, you know, instigating nights of worship, nights of prayer? um and, and, and ladies, same thing to you. What is God calling you to do? Because I think right now, the, the lay people, the, the people that are in the pews are the ones that are going to keep each other Catholic through this time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the reality is our call is to relationship with Jesus Christ in his church. Right. And so and I don't want this to sound dismal or or negative, but right now, while the church sort of flounders institutionally, that doesn't mean that that God is absent. Yeah it means that i respect the authority of the clergy to teach i respect the authority of the clergy and and value them bringing the sacraments to us um, i support my local priests i pray for them on a nightly basis you know and i need to uh, to hold them up uh, and and call them to holiness too but then i can't and again i don't i think this is this isn't just because of the scandal i can't say well the church needs to do this and the church needs yeah. to do that and the church needs this no you know what i need to yeah I need to. If I want community, I'm not going to wait for exactly. some program to build community. I'm going to talk to the person mm-hmm. next to me. If I want, if I want um, real change in my city, I'm not going to say, "Well, the church needs to." I'm going to, I'm going to start trying to affect yeah. that change in my community. Imagine. If I feel like we need more prayer or you know bible studies or all these things and i'm not going to say well the church needs to a bible study i'm going to say hey can you come to my house or do a bible study or i'm going to start sending out blogs yeah. on bible study, which i do it's called the weekly word you can sign up for that at everydaycatholic.com i love the, uh, the subtle i do what i can the, and I like to throughout this whole thing um, and
1: I, I appreciate it
0: but it, that's the thing like it's time to it's time for us to rise up as a church and just live it out live well, and, our personal call for holiness
1: and in amongst that to be willing to be messy Any each other's lives Mm -hmm. like that's that's the whole point of family is that if i hadn't reached out to to my cousins i would never know what's going on you know i would never know that part of my family is sick you know if i'm not trying to get messy in their lives same thing within the church right you know and i and i know we've talked about this before um but getting messy in each other's lives in order to affect change and to bring each other up Um, To make each other better for the kingdom.
0: Right. Well, I think on that note, we will leave you with this first podcast, the return of the Afternoon Morning Show. I'm so looking forward to talking about other things. Um, (laughs) Me too. Yeah, and we will in the next episode. We're talking about overcoming adversity and that need in the life of men. I would say in the life of women, too. Um, You can catch that uh, on the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, catch us on Apple uh, iTunes, I think, or yeah, podcasts or wherever you find podcast. that find that stuff. And always you can find us at everydaycatholic.com. The afternoon morning show is brought to you by everydaycatholic.com. If this podcast is serving you, if you like what you hear, you can go ahead and maybe consider a monthly gift. Get more information at everyday every, everydaycatholic.com <laughs> slash donate. Bye guys. <laughs>